You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your sassy source for lifestyle advice, wellness tips, and pop culture dish. We got a lot to dish this week. I'm the sassy self-improvement addict and holistic hustler here to help you get your shit together and laugh through all the chaos of life in your 20s. If you're not doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach for really adorable selfies, some funny memes, and some Instagram stories, probably of my neighbors, because they've been doing a lot of interesting stuff. It's funny, one of my my neighbors actually dyed his hair red because he got that fucking bored. And I'm like, I would never do that. But you know what? You do you, boo. Also, I just wanted to mention this week's drink of the week is what I like to call my I'm bloody bored martini because it's made with some blood orange and it is delicious. I make it with blood orange juice, which fresh blood orange juice that we make ourselves. Um, some fresh lime juice, some vodka. I've been drinking double cross vodka lately, which is actually really good. And it's like a giant bottle. So it's like a quarantine survival sort of bottle, which is great. So um, I also sweeten things up with a little bit of pure cane. So it's really just blood orange juice, lime juice, vodka, pure cane, mix it all together. And it's like a nice, good martini. And it's called I'm Bloody Bored. The recipe is at JustPlainZach.com. If you want to make it, I'll probably be doing like a quarantini theme since we're quarantined. Um, But it's a delicious, delicious little cocktail that I know you're going to love. So go check it out at JustPlainZach.com. All right, so today we have a lot of news that we're going to be breaking down in the Bravo and reality TV land. Today's a news update, and I couldn't have a better guest to help me do it than another reality TV lover that I talk with almost every day about all of this shit already, and now we're just going to record it for you. Live from my apartment and live from her apartment. Please welcome. How's to see you next Tuesday, Miss Katie Thompson? Hello. Oh my God. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Can you hear me? Is yeah. it all working? Are we good? It's okay, all great. working. Great, great, we're great. good. I'm not looking my best, but I'm feeling my best. So that's where we're okay. We're doing our thing in our PJs with our coffee. You have a giant coffee mug, and mm. so do I. I love it. I do. Cheers. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. quick sip for us can you hear me swallow <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> no i cannot i I only hear that <laughs> what happens when cinderella what? got to the ball have you heard, have you heard that <laughs> joke on tiktok yeah what did cinderella say when you she have went? told me that tiktok yeah i mean that, that joke okay so we have so much to break down today thompson are you ready I don't, I mean, I am a slut for Bravo, so bring it on. Okay, let's start with New York. Did you see the New York premiere? Thoughts, overall yes. feelings, and vibes? What would you I'm rank it on a really 1 to 10? I'm really excited. Um, so I was a little, I was concerned because Bethany wasn't going to be there. I like how we addressed it, like, at because apparently she was supposed to show up for filming, and then she didn't. Yeah. Um, so I like that we discussed that. Uh, I'm all for Dorinda's new haircut, but I hate watching people react to short haircuts. Because, like, Ramona came in and she was, like, shocked by it. And she's like, oh, my God, you look beautiful. But it was very, like, delayed. Like, you know that they don't like the short hair. Because I feel like nobody actually likes short hair because I had, like, super short hair for my entire life. And everybody would just be like, Oh my God, you got your hair cut. Not it looks no good. No shit, yeah. And they want to like touch your hair. So that was a funny moment for me. But she kind of looked like an asshole with the way that she was reacting to Tinsley. Now, I am not a Tinsley fan by any means. If anybody should be off the show with her, I literally wouldn't miss her and her screechy ass voice. But... She even said to Dorinda, let's do it at another time. Let's go have a convo. And Dorinda was like, let's go. Let's go. Dorinda was ready to jump in the ring. uh, And the new girl, I love the new girl. She's very neat. So I like her. I love Leah. I think she's a great addition. Um, I think she's going to fit in really well. It's interesting because I've seen her do some press interviews outside of the show. And she's very, like mellow and like doesn't have like the the energy that I think some of the other girls bring but for some reason it works on this show because she's just like like you can tell she's like real hood and real gangster and she doesn't need that high energy to like make an impact Mm -hmm. right I feel like 
some of the other girls might be trying or like putting on a shtick when they go on camera. But I think that this is just how she is her name Leah. Leah. Leah is. Yeah. So that's probably why you're seeing that in her interviews. Because when you are naturally entertaining, you don't have to try. Yeah. So she probably doesn't feel like she needs to be all out there and everything. Agreed. So she said that Bethany's actually the one that gave her name to production to get cast on the show. That's great. I mean, Bethany knows good TV. Bethany so knows I would good trust. TV. I would trust somebody to be like, this. if it was from Bethany, then I even like her more now. Yeah, Bethany's made a lot of like good recommendations. Who did she? Oh, she also recommended Aviva, though. And Aviva was not a great addition. Aviva was great drama, but she wasn't a likable addition to the show. And I think production hated her. Yeah, I couldn't stand her. The only moment that I think we all loved is when she put her threw her leg across the room. But you know that one night she went to bed and she was like, you know what would be great if I could throw my leg in there? And then that is what happened. I think it was a pre, pre-thought pre joke. I don't think that she actually felt that angered in the moment to take her leg off. Yeah, they always have like that one moment, like she'll have the leg and Kelly Ben Simone will have Crazy Island. And like mm. the ones that don't give us those moments are the ones that are com- forgotten, like completely like Cindy. Yeah, I think she thought that she was going to have the leg up, but she didn't. Yeah. But um, bum, psh. oh, I think I have one of those. Oh God, why do I think I'm the funniest oh, no, thing that's, that's alive? That's not the right sound effect. Is this one? Nope. Okay, never mind. I was like, I have a, this soundboard, and I don't know how to use it. But it has a, a but um, bum, psh one, and I don't want to play all the sound effects if I don't know how to the use it. The intention was there. The intention was there. It would well, it would have also yeah. been like well delayed. Um. <laughs> So Sonia Morgan's done some interviews and she says that Bethany will never be replaceable. I have to say that the premiere definitely did feel like it was missing Bethany. Like it felt like there was like a little something missing and you can just tell like it didn't have that. It's interesting. I had this guy Ryan Bailey on the show a few weeks ago before we were all shut down. He came on and did the show and he was talking about how Bethany was like the emotional anchor of the show. And mm-hmm. how the show is kind of going into a new season without that anchor. So I'm curious to see if there will be a new anchor or if everybody's just all going to be trying to fight to be the top dog. As much as she was the the anchor and as much as I do love Bethany, they did cut back to her just literally screaming at like the girls. Yeah. Like she really did lose her shit all the time, but for good reason. Yeah. But I think that the reason we also feel like we're missing something is because we just want her to be on the show. Did she have a reason for leaving or she just was like, it's my time. I have to go. She says that it was her time and she had to go. So according to her, she said that it was a last minute knee jerk reaction to just be like, I'm out. Like they were negotiating and they were negotiating her contract and she was on the phone with her publicist and with Bravo. And then she was just like, you know what? I just, I, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. And then her publicist was like, are you sure you're out? You know that once you're out, you're out. And she's just like, yeah, I'm out. I can't do it anymore. It's not worth the money. She doesn't need it is what she realized. But I feel like with the once you're out, you're out thing doesn't necessarily apply to people like Bethany. Yeah, because wasn't didn't she go, like leave the show for a minute and then came back also during New York at one point? Yeah, she left after season three and then she came back, I want to say, in like season six. So she was gone for like three seasons. I, I don't necessarily think that she's completely done. I just think maybe she needed a break. And I think that Bravo would gladly take her back with open arms. That's what Andy said. To work with. Yeah, Andy said that she he, they would gladly take her back and that he doesn't think that she's done for good. But Countess Luann says that she thinks that Bethany left because they didn't want to give her more money. But I don't know if that's I mean, necessary. I mean, I can understand if that was part of the reason, but I don't think that would be the full reason because, like, Bethany doesn't need the money and Bethany doesn't need the fame and Bethany doesn't need anything from Bravo. Like, it's like once you've decided, you know, I'm I, there's nothing more for me to gain in this arena, you know, because I had that moment last year where I was like, there's nothing more for me to do here. I've done this a million different ways right. that, like, it's time for me to move on. That, like, I understand why... Even if the money were there, it's like, is this money that I don't necessarily need, but that, you know, 
Like, is it worth well, it and at this last point? season, right, last season we saw Luann push her to that point where she was yelling and screaming and feeling like, like she wasn't emotionally stable and she's probably weighing like, is it even worth it? Is yeah. the amount of money that they're paying me worth it to fight with these women that yeah. I don't care about necessarily? That, yeah. You know she what I mean? She doesn't have strong enough emotional relationships with each of the women to hang out with them as often as she has to during filming. Like she has right. a real company that she runs. She has an actual career. Like she's doing all of these other things outside of the show. Whereas I feel like most of them, their lives are centered around the show and their jobs and livelihood is centered around the show. And not to move on from Bethany, but Luann this season, I feel that we might be getting fun Lou that we've missed. Yeah. Because it seems like that might be happening and I'm very excited to see that. and. I speculate and like, I don't want to like put something on someone else, but when she went to that party and she was like, I'm not going to celebrate by drinking. Bitch, you know, the second that she got home from that courthouse, she opened, she corked a bottle wait, of wine, wait, she wait. put a straw in it and she deep downed it. Did you hear about her assistant? No, what happened? Her assistant came out and trashed her saying that she was never really sober. It was all a joke, and it was all for the storyline, oh. which which we all kind of knew, and there were a lot of stories that were coming out saying that she was going to appearances and that people were seeing her drink, but yet she kept denying but it. But at the same time, she was on probation. Right. That was real, so it couldn't right, right, right. be no. just for the storyline. But I think she played it up as to be like, I'm sober and I'm taking this seriously, that I think she was trying to do that as a saving face campaign more than she was genuinely trying to get sober and get and take control of her life. Because I don't think Luann had a drinking problem. Like, if you think about it, I don't think no, she was I think a drunk. She got, like, I think Dorinda no, has think more of a problem with drinking caught. than Luann does. I think she just got caught and had to, you know do the the politician yeah. campaigning but so her assistant came yeah. out and then he released a video on his instagram of her feeling giovanni music video where she's on set singing the songs but and he's off to the side reading her all of the lyrics so that she knows what words to sing how the fuck does she not know and i'm sorry isn't the song just feeling giovanni Times 1,000? How can you not remember? Well, there were like other little words like done it. Like, I don't know the words, but there were like other little like side notes, which like feeling is everywhere, whatever. So and then so listen to it 10 times the night before or on your way down there. And like, what the fuck? I mean, she's very, she's, she's a, a hard pill to swallow that's she for is, sure but it was funny because they there it's a video and you see him and he has the lyrics and he's reading them and he's yelling them out to her and she's doing her dances and repeating him as she's in front of the camera like filming her music video My and he God. was upset and he because he quit and he said that um he was tired of just not getting the credit that he believed he deserved. And he's like, look, you're going to see this. He's like, you're going to see it play out on the season this year. And you're going to see her having, you know, being free of her probation and her sobriety. He's like, but remember that like, there was always somebody cleaning up her messes and all of this stuff. And he says that he predicts that she's going to come out and say that she fired him and he's just bitter. He's like, but the reality is I quit twice and couldn't work for her anymore. I think that she is clearly the type of person that would not be easy to work for. And she also is not somebody who sees her faults. Like we saw last season when she just did not understand what any of the girls were saying. So I think that she's the type that just thinks that she can get away with saying and doing whatever she wants. But eventually people are going to get sick of that and you're going to be exposed for who you really are because when people start to say it, like we don't believe you anymore. Yeah. And we can see through it. I heard that. Uh, well, he's not feeling Giovanni. No, he's not. 
Okay, um, let's move over to the only other thing in New York is uh, Sonia said that there's a much bigger hot mess coming up. So that and she thinks that we're really going to like this season, which I really hope for because that's what we enjoy. I think if there was any season to drop during the quarantine, New York is the best one because it's the most outlandish and ridiculous and fun to watch. Yeah. It, New York is my favorite out of all of the, yeah, you know, is it what franchise yeah. that New York is absolutely my favorite favorite. And it was because of Bethany. So we'll see if it sticks to my favorite without her being there. I did love Dorinda's line in the premiere. Where she, what does she say? She's like, but these shoes, I bought them myself, honey. I didn't have to lay on my back for them. That was my favorite. But she sounds like an asshole. I know. It. Like Tinsley didn't literally did not warrant that reaction out of Dorinda at all. Like she did not deserve that. Like, I, and I don't like Tinsley. She, I, nothing that comes out of her mouth is of any importance to me or to the show. Like it just, she adds nothing. I agree. I think, Dor- she, yeah, she's I, leaving in the middle of it. Right. She's saying, I'm moving. No, I think she ended up writing out her contract. For the oh, season. Okay. I don't think they let her leave halfway through it. I think she ended up. She must have a magical penis for her to just never want to leave this man. No, he has a magical bank account. Oh. Yeah, the bank accounts don't do it for me. But the nice dicks do. I think a bank account would do it for me. I just don't care about any of that. Like, because I couldn't. I mean, and I'm sure she does have, like, feelings for Scott, I think is what his name is. But I don't, I couldn't be one of the girls who's just married to somebody for money and has, like, no connection with them at all. Like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, I don't think I could marry them just for, like, I don't think I could do a Lala Kent Randall situation. I do think that she loves him, though. I think she learned to love him. It's hard to not no. when he's buying you Range Rovers after sucking his dick for the first time and giving you roles in movies. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. But maybe because we, we see him on Vanderpump. Don't we kind of like him? Isn't his personality fun? Like, I'm kind of into Rant. <sighs> I think he's he, thirsty he for the a, attention. A, I think he's thir- he based off kind of, of a what pussy, I've seen. pussy grabbing man, though. What I've seen from what I've seen of him this season on Vanderpump is he just looks like he's really loving the camera time and loving the attention. Like, I don't know. I also feel like he's a little old to just be like playing pranks with all these young kids that are on TV. Did you think that Katie's reaction to the cop thing was appropriate or no? Wow, way to bait me with the uh, what? What a loaded question. Um, I no, because like I feel two different ways about it. I'm the same way. Whereas I under I understand where she's coming from in the sense that like the Mm -hmm. climate that we're in, it's really serious when cops are involved, and like you know you have to be mindful of the fact that you know there's a lot going on that does involve police officers and i think that that's a reality that we are now being um aware of but at the same time i'm also like but like it, it was your friends and it was a joke and it wasn't meant to be taken so seriously that i understand why she was sensitive and i agree with ariana that it was a little tone deaf considering what was going on but at the same time it's like when do we draw the line between letting a joke be a joke for the sake of being a joke and you know I think I that think it's a that little bit one, of both. I think one, of course, it's Katie who has the fucking issue because it's Katie. Um, two, I think that because Sandoval wasn't upset about it and he took it in light fun, that I don't think that she should have gotten like necessarily upset. Like, I don't know, maybe wait till you get home to talk to your yeah. husband about it or like be like, wow, that really bothered me for this, this, and that. But then yeah. to like, Make say it during scene. the whole yeah. party and do the whole Katie Maloney thing. It was just, and I got reamed because I talked about it on after buzz where I, and I by no means was defending Schwartz in the way that he was speaking to his wife. Yeah. But like, she's like that about everything. No, I agree. I so don't for think him. 
I understand why she was upset, but I don't think it was the appropriate time and place for her to cause a scene when it had nothing to do with her and she made it all about her. Like Ariana agreed that it was a little tone deaf and it was a little insensitive considering the cultural climate, but Ariana didn't make a thing about it at the actual party. She's just like, it was a little tone deaf, but like I understand where Katie's coming from, but like she didn't need to make it a whole thing where I would have understood if Ariana did make it a whole thing because it was her boyfriend that was, you know, fake arrested. Yeah, and I just, I, from watching Katie from all of these seasons, I understood why Schwartz blew up on her. Should he have said in front of all of his friends, this is why I don't want to have sex with you anymore? No, absolutely not. That's not okay. But it's like the buildup of her just being like a negative Nancy about fucking everything. No, I agree. She is very just, I think it's, it goes back to her being unhappy with her life and where she's at in life. And like, she doesn't have much of a purpose. So she just throws these tantrums and I don't think it, it translates well. I'm surprised she's still like doing so well, like mentally considering all the hate she gets every season. All that knitting and nothingness that she's doing keeps her sane. I guess. Okay, well, I guess we talked about Vanderpump because that was on the list to talk about, too. I think it's gotten this past week got a lot better. I had to, like, not really care to tune in for a while. I don't love the newbies, but I feel like this past week got a lot better, and it looks like it's going to be getting better in the future now that we're going to see other things besides, like, the wedding and stuff. Yeah, I mean, the wedding was honestly too long. Like, good God. Like, it really needed to hurry itself up. Like, we don't need a four-part wedding bullshit. I thought we were going to get the wedding in the first three episodes of the season. And the fact that we had to go halfway through the season to get the fucking wedding, and then it was a four-part production, that to me was like, my God. I also just, like, can't stand this new fake drama between these new people. Like, uh, uh. The only ones I actually like are Dana and Max. No, but see, that's like, that's the whole thing. Like with her now, like we saw in the coming up next week where she's kissing the other new guy. Brett. You got, there are other men. Like clearly she's just doing this to be a storyline on the show. Right. Like I, I wouldn't be fucking everybody that I worked with. I'd fuck one of them and then go find somebody new. Cause clearly that didn't work out so hot for you. So why would you fuck another one that worked? I agree. But it's Vanderpump, so of course it's happening. I think they needed to get rid of a couple of people. I think they could have gotten rid of James and Raquel and replaced them with Dana and Max just to throw in some new blood. Get rid of James and Raquel. What the fuck are you talking about? Only because they don't, they're the only two that don't have, aside from the two newbies, they're the only ones that don't have a core connection with the main cast. Like, James, like, he's kind of on his own island. So I'm thinking, like, from a production standpoint, because, like, what made Vanderpump so successful? It was the fact that it was a group of friends and they had such a close-knit relationship. What works on Housewives and doesn't work on Housewives? It's when the Housewives have a genuine connection in history and they can connect that when you bring in random newbies that don't connect with the group at large, that's when they flop. So I think considering, and since that's what they do on Housewives, is they cut out the housewife that doesn't have the connection to the other housewives, I think that they could have done that in this situation and gotten rid of James and Raquel, maybe brought in them back or gotten them to do some cameos or something. But I think forcing them in with also forcing in five newbies and keeping all of the original cast members, like I just felt like it's, it's too much. If anything, keep James and Raquel and don't bring in new people. Like we didn't need yeah, new or people. do that. Yeah. Or keep James and Raquel and don't bring in anybody new. But if they were going to bring in anybody new, then I felt like the, the natural cut would have been James and Raquel. I would stop watching if they cut James. I would literally, I would boycott this show because at this point we have, it's all about the pasta is bullshit with, um, Lala we, I need to see what's going to happen with fucking Bambi. So I would be so pissed. If anything, get yeah. rid of fucking Katie. Who cares about her and her knitting? I think we could have dropped Katie and Schwartz as well. Um, and then make them friends who come over to Ariana friends and Schwartz of, or yeah. Tom. Or we could have even gotten rid of Tom and... Well, the reason we couldn't get rid of the Toms is because they have Tom Tom and Lisa needs Tom, to promote Tom, her restaurants. Right. So that's the reason we couldn't get rid yeah. of Tom or... Schwartz or Sandoval, which I get. And well, you can't and we really... can't get rid of James, though, because of See You Next Tuesday, because that's now back. Like, now. It's now back, yeah. 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 
I just also think his storyline has kind of grown a little stale because he's so isolated from the cast. I feel like every season it's the same thing of like, you need to cut back your drinking. You need to cut back your your drinking. You get fired. But Lisa, and then Lisa's like, oh, but darling, I'll take care of you. You just need to cut back your drinking. And he's like, I'm going to stop drinking. Raquel, you bitch. Like, it's just, I feel like we have the same, like with exception for the moments we've had with him in prior seasons. I haven't seen much different in him this season, but I will say I did like, like Raquel standing up to Lala and I did think Lala was really out of line last week. And I never thought I never thought in a million years I would actually be on Raquel's side of things. But I was like really on Raquel's side this time because she didn't ask for anything. She didn't like try to get anything, any reaction out of Lala. It was really just like Lala came at her and I liked that she at least stood her ground because I definitely thought Lala was out of line. Well, I, it's interesting to me that Lala always blamed her anger on the drinking, but now she's sober and we still saw that same side of her. So Bitch clearly it drink. has nothing to do with the Bitch drinking. needs a drink. She needs a drink. <laughs> like she needs to calm down because I, I feel like she's even yes. more angry and on edge now that she doesn't have alcohol in her. Well, yes, stopping to like if you do have a problem and you stop, it does suck. So, I mean, yeah, if I didn't smoke weed anymore, fuck, I'd be angry too. <laughs> right. Okay, just want to really quickly jump in and let you guys know that, or actually I'm probably announcing this prematurely, but very, very soon on the Adulting Podcast, which is my other show, Hashtag Adulting Life Hacks to Your Shit Together, which I host with Abigail Freyer, we're going to be doing a really big, fun giveaway with some of our favorite products to kind of help you survive the rest of this quarantine for this month, next month, the next eight months, who knows how long we're going to be on lockdown. Anyway, one of the brands that we're working with, which you know I love, is Hum Nutrition. They have so many awesome supplements that help you glow from within. I love their hair gummies. They have um, some good enzymes that I take. But one thing I've definitely been obsessed with lately is their vitamin D supplements. I've talked about vitamin D in the past. I know some of you have come for me saying not to give medical advice, but this is more of just like a general practice and a general rule of thumb. I'm a big believer in taking vitamin D. I know there are a lot of studies and I've talked to a lot of doctors on this show and on Hashtag Adulting about how vitamin D really helps support your immune system. That's not to say that it's a cure for coronavirus or, you know, it's meant to cure any sort of disease, virus, or kill any bacteria. It's really just an immune support just like vitamin C. I know vitamin C is a big one right now and everybody's really upping their dosage of vitamin C, which is super important. Vitamin C keeps your immune system strong, but vitamin D is also another really big, crucial immune support right now. And so I'm, I've am i been taking uh, Hum Nutrition's Here Comes the Sun vitamin D supplements, which are super affordable. And I reached out to Hum and I was like, hey guys, do you think you can give our listeners on Adulting and No Filter a discount code, which they did, so you can use code ADULTING and you'll get 20% off your order. So if you go to humnutrition.com, you get 20% off your order. I've been taking the Here Comes the Sun Vitamin D and the Gut Instinct, which is also really good for supporting your immune system. So if you are a little cautious with washing your hands, with, you know, sanitizing everything, if you want just like a little boost for your immune system, I would definitely recommend checking out Gut Instinct and Here Comes the Sun, which is their vitamin D. Both super affordable, plus you get the discount. Use code ADULTING at humnutrition.com. Go check it out, you guys. I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay healthy. So please go and check out Hum Nutrition because I love them and they're keeping me healthy and I know they'll keep you healthy too. So again, that's code ADULTING at humnutrition.com. Okay, let's go to Beverly Hills. So the taglines have come out. We have new taglines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you heard them yet? I have. I watched them just before this on Erica Jane's pro. I'm going to play them real quick and then we'll break them down. The VPR theme song stuck in my head. You know that Okay, here we go. Around here. There's more than just dresses in everyone's closet. The secret to life? Dance like everyone is watching. I won't settle for anything less than everything. Life is an audition, and honey, I am getting that part. You never know what to expect when I'm expecting. Break a leg? Not in these deals, honey. 
My life may not be a fairy tale, but I'll always get a happy ending. Do, 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 do. Okay, so Kyle says around here, there's there's more than just dresses in everyone's closet. Brennan says, the, sec- the secret to life, dance like everyone's watching. I feel like those Love are it. both, I feel like those are both a little lackluster for me. Well, Lisa did hers because she's constantly dancing. Right, right, right. It, so it makes sense. But I'm like, eh, I loved it better when she was like, I don't have to rent it. I already own it. Mm, love it. That was my favorite one of Lisa's. This one's like, eh, I get it. But like, it doesn't do much for me. Um, Doree, I won't settle for anything less than everything. Of course. Yay or nay? I, actually, I don't I, really like Doree. I love Dorit. Oh my god, Dorit's my favorite. Yeah, she's fake as fuck. She's not real. She's not authentic. I've seen all the videos of her talking with absolutely no accent. It's all all fake. She absolutely was doing cocaine in the bathroom. They do shit like that all the time. I'm sure. I don't like it. If you're gonna be like that, just be authentic. That's all. Gorsell's is life is an audition and honey I am getting that part I think I'm gonna like Garcelle I love that I, I love that line that's great I think I'm gonna love Garcelle this season based off what I've seen in her interviews based off of the trailer I love how they introduced her with like all the drama and then she's like that's some white people drama she's like that's some white yes! people stuff <laughs> I was like, it is, and that's what's going to make you such a great addition. I, it surprises me that it took this long to cast a person of color. I mean, I guess we had Joyce in season, what, four? But I I'm don't su- even, I don't remember any of the people Joyce, who haven't stuck around and bad at that. I want to say Joyce was Puerto Rican, and she was the um, Mrs. Puerto Rico, yeah. She was the pageant I, queen, and she was fighting with Brandy, and Brandy oh, was yeah, calling yeah, her yeah. Jacqueline, yeah. Oh, yeah, because she was also on Vanderpump when they started and yeah. showed the other side of that. And it was incredible. And her husband, oh, my God, yes. Her husband was gross. But I'm surprised it took them this long to find, like, a really good, considering it's Beverly Hills and it's Los Angeles. And Los Angeles is, like, one of our diverse cities in the country that, like, you have a high Hispanic and a high um, black population in L.A. that it's to have a bunch of just blonde white women for so long. But I mean, that's kind of what it is on most of the seasons, like on most of all of the other ones. Like you just have a bunch of blonde white women. I guess because those are the women that are fighting about this petty bullshit. <laughs> they're those are the housewives yeah, the that have that money and like fight over stupid shit. My favorite was when Heather Dubrow was freaking out about not having a champagne flute to drink out of. That was my one of my favorite. I mean, they got into a full blown fight over a fucking champagne glass, like. This is why I want. <laughs> um, Teddy says, you never know what to expect when I'm expecting. I'm so over her. Get off the show. And hasn't she been pregnant for 70 years? According, well, she's going to be pregnant for 70 more because we have to watch the entire season of her being pregnant. Um, Rinna says that Teddy spills the juiciest tea this season. Well, I guess I'll wait for it, but she annoyed the crap out of me last season. She's, I have like a love-hate relationship with Teddy where I like her, but I also feel like she is a little underwhelming. So it was nice to see Sutton call her out and be like, Teddy, I think you're a little boring. It just wasn't necessary. Who calls somebody boring? I would call somebody boring. Oh, I know you would. You told me that I remind you of a puppy who just wanted to throw a ball, but you didn't have a, a ball throw which i thought you found so hilarious until you told me how offended you were by that and i was like i mean i guess it is a little offensive but i say things that i don't mean them to be offensive (laughs) of course i'm gonna laugh in the moment what am i supposed to do (laughs) as we were recording your podcast (laughs) um okay then there's erica and erica says break a leg not in these heels honey I'm kind of over Erica. Uh, um, I don't like that tagline, but I'm not over Erica by any means. I very much like her. I thought last season, Kyle and them and all that was annoying. Not necessary. Denise, 
My life may be a f- may not be a fairy tale, but I'll always get a happy ending. Is it wrong of me that I'm really sick of hearing that story? Like, great, your husband got a happy fucking ending. So has half of everybody else. Like, great. I am underwhelmed by that one only because she was one of the first housewives to tweet out asking for headline or sorry for tagline recommendations. And that was one of the most popular ones that people sent into her. So when I heard it, I was like, yeah, was about the happy ending and the fairy tale. It wasn't that exact wording, but most people, I would say probably 80% of people referenced the happy ending. Um, So to me, it was a little like, I already heard it. Yeah, I already heard it like 50,000 times that to me, it was a little, had I heard it for the first time, it would have been a lot better. But now that they're giving people the option to vote on them, I'm kind of like, it feels a little, a little weak, bravo. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner was asked in an interview recently if she would join Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she said she would do it in a heartbeat. And then Kyle just did. Yeah, of course she would. And then Kyle just responded and said that she thinks it'd definitely be interesting to have Caitlyn on the show, which I think would be really interesting considering Kyle is friends with Kris Jenner. I wouldn't want to watch, like, everything that Caitlyn has been, I've not her number one fan i don't think many people are her number one fans right now i think everyone realizes like she's not a great person like she's a bit of a bitch yeah no like just because you are finally who you want to be doesn't mean that you can still be a complete asshole i feel like she's more of an asshole now that she's transitioned to caitlin more than she was when she was Bruce. Like, when she was Bruce, I get it, she was a little spineless when she was Bruce. But, like, that doesn't mean that you can come and be Caitlyn and then just be a bitch about it. The fact that, who said this? Somebody said this on this show recently. They said that the fact that Caitlyn, or it wasn't this show, it was, I did Bravo Happy Hour, and I think we said it on that show, um, that there, that it's a lot that we, uh, it says a lot that we've never seen an actual photo with Caitlyn holding Kylie's baby. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, I don't even think there have been many pictures of Caitlyn holding any of the newer grandchildren, like Chloe's baby or any of Kim's well, younger babies. I don't babies think that they're very close with her. Anymore. But I mean, that says a lot, especially. Yeah, because well, we saw. We saw him. We saw the whole Caitlyn bullshit go down on the Kardashians, and that's really what put a light on her of like leaving a bad taste in my mouth. And I, I think it also just says a lot, though, with Kylie, because Kylie's Caitlyn's daughter. Like Kim, Chloe, and Courtney were the stepkids, but but Kendall and Kylie are Caitlyn's actual daughters. And if there's not much interaction with Caitlyn and Stormy, I think that says a lot. Yeah, I mean, I want them to all work it out and everything, but I'm just not sure with who she is that it will, that it'll happen. I won't enjoy Caitlyn on reality TV again. I think she had her moment on Kardashians. Like, they gave her enough chances to be a likable person on TV with Keeping Up With Kardashians and with IMK, and she tanked both shows. Like, she didn't do a good job on either show. Like, people hated her. Like, come on, the entire show was about your transition, and then you try to sit down with the entire trans community, and they are trying to get you to open your eyes to the bubble of privilege that you live in, and you can't even open your eyes to that? Like, come on. Yeah, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Uh, So Andy Cohen announced that Real Housewives of Atlanta is having a reunion. It's going to be taping soon, and they're going to do it via Zoom. Thoughts, feelings, vibes. Can we just wait? That's what I thought. My thing is, like, just wait until this is all done. Delay the reunion. Like, keep up with the regular production. But, like delay the re- taping of the reunion like delay it until september like i think people will still appreciate a reunion whether it's in may or whether it's in september or october like I people will still watch Bravo it i think that probably worried about us forgetting about what happened in the season so they want to talk about it now so that they can continue on with their regularly scheduled programming but i we use Zoom for AfterBuzz, and I'm like, 
it's not the best. No, like I don't. It's also necessarily want to watch the reunion on that. I don't know. It's also hard when you have the entire cast, and like editing that to me is going to be a nightmare. Like, think about it. These reunions are thirteen-hour days, and you're going to record all of this footage via like it to me just does not sound like it's going to be functional or practical and you know as well as I do when you have an in-person experience versus a virtual experience the chemistry and the dynamic are way different and there's also like the audio delays and like in a reunion everybody tries to talk over each other and they try to fight and all of that stuff that like it's not going to be a good and that's what I mean that's what I mean by like it's not the best because you kind of have to wait for other people to talk but they are not even doing that on the reunion with Andy there and he's having like girls girls so it's going to be a nightmare especially because he says that the Atlanta reunion is what people consider to be the Super Bowl so it's like the biggest reunion of the year out of all the franchises that like if that's going to be the biggest one they're like people want to see this because they're you know self-isolating and they're at home so like let's give the people what they want but like, so I don't know. I mean, in this situation, I would have waited. I now, if I were Lady Gaga and I was releasing my album, but then I decided to not because of self isolation, that I don't agree with. I think she absolutely should have yeah. still released her album, but she postponed it until September. Yeah, that to me also didn't make sense. I was also upset that like Disney canceled the release of Mulan, and they're delaying that until September, where some of their other movies they've released like on Disney Plus. Um, yeah. I couldn't give two fucks about Mulan. I need Disney to listen to the words coming out of my mouth and to stop ma- remaking movies that we love. And then you're not going to include the dragon? Get the fuck out of here with this, Disney. We don't want it. Because Lion King was garbage. I actually liked Lion King. The animation was what? I didn't even cry. When the dad died. And I you cried everything, so that I, says a lot. I, I literally will cry if I kill the spider. So, like, you know that if I didn't cry at that. like, And I love Beyonce, but I believe that she just should have sang the songs. I did not like her as a voice actor. It didn't work for me. Because she's not an actress. Oh, I mean, she tries, but it just wasn't. She it tries. didn't come across. It didn't come across as good at all. I think Atlanta, Andy's argument about the whole Atlanta reunion, he said, one, this is like the Super Bowl. And if we delay it any longer, we're just delaying the Super Bowl. And it's so important to people. But my thing is, like, if it's so important to people, you want to do it right. And he was saying that he didn't want production to be delayed as production for the next season to be delayed as a result of delaying the reunion. But my thing is, like, if we're not going to be able to tape the new season of of Atlanta until September... That's not going to delay you being like, just tape the reunion right before you begin production on the new season. Like, why do you need to have like, I don't know, it just didn't make his excuse didn't make sense to me. And I think it's more of just like, we have, I don't know, I just don't think it's going to be a great reunion at all. I mean, imagine though, that you're Andy. And at this moment, you're having to make a 1000 million decisions about when to release this, when to do that, what's best for this, what's best for that. So he's probably thinking, we should just keep it to what it, is orig- what it was originally going to be and just do it. Give the people what they want. And he's probably like, who cares if it's not that great? They'll continue to watch. He knows that he's going to get the numbers regardless. If anything, more so now because everyone's stuck at home and they have nothing better to do than watch TV. Um, exactly. But like, if you've seen Watch What Happens Live lately, it's not great. It's like bad when they have everyone, they have like four people zooming in and like one of them has like a really, like I saw one with Lisa Rinna. I want to say it was maybe Stassi and Bo and um, what's his name? Jerry O'Connell. And like Jerry O'Connell was like outside. The lighting was so bad. The quality of the video was terrible. The delay in everybody's yeah. audio was so, like, it was just bad. That, like, I can only imagine it's not going to get any better with having, like, eight people filming on Zoom together. Well, we'll see. 
I don't think it's going to be great, but whatever. Um, Real Houses of OC, Tamara Judge did a recent interview on Kicking Back with Kelly, which is Kelly Dillon's podcast. And she says that um, she doesn't think the new season is going to do well without her and Vicky because they're adding in too many newbies and people generally don't resonate with the newbies right up front. Which I, I will understand. take anything, though, other than Vicky. I couldn't care less about Vicky. I'm sorry. I couldn't care less about Tamara's bullshit. I mean, I wish her husband well with his heart stuff. Like, I hope that that all works out. But her son is a fucking asshole. I don't like him. I mean, I know he's got mental health issues, but he I can still think he's an asshole. Um, and I just don't like, I'm not going to miss them. And I'm in this case, excited to meet new people. I agree. I I actually think this is going to be good for OC to introduce some new blood. Um, yeah. I mean, I love when they introduced Lydia that she was great. Her mom was really kooky. I loved Lydia and that whole thing. So bring on more people like that. She also said that she might be back in the following season as a full-time housewife that, this season, they've given her the option to come in and tape if she wants to part-time, but the Andy's already told her that she has a full-time spot in the season to follow. So she might, she doesn't know if, if she's going to come back for a cameo this season, if she's going to come back next season at all. She doesn't know what she's going to do, but she just says that the options are open and on the table. All right. Whatever. Um, okay, yeah, you I and I are care. both obsessed with Tiger King. They just are... Yeah. They didn't. Netflix has not confirmed this as of taping, which is at 11.54 on Monday morning. Netflix has not confirmed this, but jo- um, fuck, what's his name? Lowe? Josh Lowe? Not Josh Lowe. What's his name? Jeff Lowe. Sorry. Jeff Lowe. Ah. I don't know why it blinked on me for a second. So Jeff Lowe did an Instagram video a couple days ago where he announced that there's going to be a new episode of Tiger King that's going to come out. And that's all he said. A lot of reporters have reached out to Netflix for comment. And Netflix has not, has again, not confirmed that this is happening. Um, I'm actually following the news as we're taping this to see if at any point Netflix does announce anything. But it doesn't look like they have. They have. Is it just supposed to be an extra episode of the current series? Is it supposed to be a longer episode? Is it lost footage? Well, is it new footage? So then Dylan, which is Joe Exotic's current husband, came out and he was on Andy Cohen's radio show this morning. And he was saying that he was not asked to be a part of whatever this reun- whatever this um, update is, but that it's supposedly like a reunion type of update. So I think I think it might be like a Zoom call to check in with everybody. But Dylan Great. said that he wasn't approached to do it. So I don't know how much Joe Exotic will be a part of it. Because if Joe isn't part, if Joe's husband doesn't know much about what this is supposed to be, then it looks like it might just be an update with Jeff Lowe. If Jeff Lowe's the only one that knows about it. Got it. I mean, but we need Joe. That's the reason I want to watch it. We need Joe. We need some sort of... But I also don't think they can do an update with Joe. Why? Call him from prison. He's quarantined. Oh, because he has corona? Yeah. So I don't think they can even film anything with Joe Exotic right now um, if he's physically quarantined. And I don't think Carol Baskin is going to film anything because she's so pissed at production. And I don't think Doc Anto will film anything because he's so pissed at production that it looks like the only ones that were actually fine with the production were, what's his name? John Finley, which was one of Joe's husbands, the one without teeth, and Jeff Lowe, which is the guy that allegedly set him up. So it looks like those are the only two that were fine with the Netflix special. So those and those might be the only two potentials that would even participate in the update episode. But according to Dylan, it's supposed to be like some sort of reunion style episode. I mean, I'll watch. I hope it's good. Like don't kill the series by giving us some stupid, like don't kill it by giving me a zoom real housewives of Atlanta reunion. I feel like they're going to use footage that they didn't use to make some kind of different type of episode. 
I hope so because according to all of the people that have done interviews from it, they all said that they're that they probably only used like ten percent of the footage that they captured because they filmed it for five years. Like this was a five year exactly. production, so, so there's a whole bunch of footage. Take that off was whatever's left. on the chopping, yeah, cutting take room off whatever's floor. on the cutting room floor and put it together because we want to see it. I love it. There was a new TikTok song on on. Uh, sorry, there was yeah, there was a new tiger king song on tiktok you know that savage i'm a savage Mm -hmm. well now they have one Mm -hmm. called carol baskin killed her husband whacked him fed him to the tigers (laughs) they snacking carol baskin what's happening that's so funny yeah she She, definitely killed her husband she's so mad about all of this and i i kind of is it bad that i kind of feel for her right now I mean, here's the thing. If she wasn't so wackadoo during her interviews, like, if somebody asked me about my dead husband, my first reaction would not be to giggle a lot. Like, <laughs> he's dead, yeah. <laughs> Girl, why are you laughing? Uh, well, if I killed him, I would just have to dip him head to toe in sardine oil. <laughs> That's like OJ coming out and being like, well, if I did do it, here's how I would have well, done OJ it. Well, OJ did okay. come out. So, OJ uh, did come out and said mean? that he said he thinks Carol killed her husband. He did. That's not he, what po- I meant. he posted it on Instagram. <laughs> well, takes He's like, one to I no agree. one, sweetie. Agreed. Takes one to no one. Well, we shall see what happens with Carol Baskin. Thompson, where can people listen to see you next Tuesday? Where can they follow you? Where they can they slide into your DMs? Yes, follow me everywhere at, at Little Baby Kate to make sure to check out my podcast. See you next Tuesday. Anywhere that you listen to podcasts, it'll be there. Love it. Listen to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Monday, Wednesday, and now Fridays while we're quarantined. So as of right now, until the end of April, but you know, maybe until next spring. Who knows? We'll see how this goes. <laughs> Uh, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. I don't know if Luminary is still a thing, but if it is, you can listen to us there as well. Leave me a good review. Only five stars because I love validation and I need your validation. And right now, I just really need it for my mental health. Don't forget to follow me at Just Plain Zach for really cute memes, selfies, funny Instagram stories, Jane Fonda workouts. All of it is there. Keep up with the latest show news at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. That is at No Filter with Zach. And my personal account is at Just Plain Zach. So go and give me a follow because I love it. Don't forget to listen to Hashtag Adulting every Tuesday. And we'll see what happens with Tiger King this week because the new episode is supposed to be dropping. So I'll probably cover it next week. Stay tuned. Lots more good content to come. All right, guys. I will talk to you this Wednesday. Bye.